<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Friday, June 12th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Sony reveals a new Spider-Man game, a new Ratchet & Clank game, Resident Evil 8, Horizon 2 Forbidden West, the Horizon Zero Dawn sequel, lots of other games, and it shows off the PlayStation 5. Sony shows off lots of PlayStation 5 games and surprises everyone by showing the system itself. Yesterday was a huge day for Sony and PlayStation 5. It felt like a genuine E3 press conference during the week that would have been E3, which was weird because Sony said it was not planning on attending E3 even before all this pandemic stuff happened. And then yesterday, it kind of felt like E3. Sony showed a ton of new games, a few exciting sequels, and then capped the whole thing off by showing the hardware, which was really unexpected. I'm going to run down all the games shown in order. They're all coming to PlayStation 5, but I'm not sure they're all PlayStation 5 exclusives. The very first thing that was shown, after some flashy animations showcasing the PlayStation controller face buttons in a very fancy way, was a Rockstar logo and the internet collectively flipped, myself included. Are we about to see GTA 6? But that excitement quickly faded as footage from Grand Theft Auto V started to play. It turned out it was a trailer for Grand Theft Auto V coming to PlayStation 5, which is great and no cause for a complaint, but, you know, to promise the future of video games and then kick things off with a Rockstar logo just kind of felt a little misleading. I don't even know if it was on purpose, but... um, Anyway, so it turns out Grand Theft Auto V is coming to PlayStation 5 in 2021, and when it launches, every PlayStation 5 will get GTA Online for free as a nice little bonus. Also, folks playing GTA Online on PlayStation 4 right now will get $1 million in GTA cash every month until GTA 5 launches on PlayStation 5 in 2021. All good news, but an undeniably strange way to kick off a PlayStation 5 showcase. After that, things started getting really exciting as a trailer for a game called Spider-Man Miles Morales was shown, featuring Miles Morales from Insomniac's 2018 Spider-Man game. Not a lot was shown, but many assumed this was a Spider-Man sequel, but it was later clarified that it is more of an expansion. Simon Rudder, Sony's VP head of European business told The Telegraph's Dan Silver, I guess you could call it an expansion and an enhancement to the previous game. There's a substantial Miles Morales component, which is the expansion element, but also within the game as well, there's been major enhancements to the game and the game engine, obviously deploying some of the major PlayStation 5 technology and features. Bloomberg's Jason Schreier followed up on that initial quote with a tweet that read, Spider-Man Miles Morales is not an expansion or enhancement or remaster, despite a Sony executive's comments this morning, a source tells Bloomberg News. 
nor is it Spider-Man 2. It is a brand new standalone game similar in scope to Uncharted Lost Legacy. And then Schreier followed up tweeting, I've seen some weird theories floating around, so just to clear something up, Miles Morales was always a smaller scale standalone game. Sony probably should have said that last night, but the main cause for confusion here is a Sony exec's erroneous comments. So, it's a PlayStation 5 Spider-Man game where you play as Miles Morales, but it sounds like it's not Spider-Man 2. It's something a little bit smaller, which I'm still very excited for. Gran Turismo 7 was shown next, which was a surprise. The Gran Turismo series is always a technical showcase piece for PlayStation, but they're games that take a long time to make, and despite a few rumors and a leaked logo floating around prior to the show, it's not one I expected to be there. They showed a fair bit of first-person driving, and it looked sharp, but it didn't really wow me in a significant way. A new Ratchet and Clank was then announced, and it ended up being one of the trailers that most felt like we were looking at a next-gen game. It's called Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and it looked great, but the big hook of the game is how Ratchet and Clank can jump between dimensions, sending them to entirely different planets in basically no time at all with no loading. We probably saw 12 planets in just a few minutes of gameplay, and it all looked real-time. It was impressive. A few new weapons were shown, like a grenade that explodes with plants and flora, and a new Lombax character was shown. In the Ratchet and Clank universe, Lombaxes, which is what Ratchet is, are very rare. Square Enix showed off a new game, currently titled Project Athea, though that name will likely change. It's coming to PlayStation 5 and PC, and according to the game's press release, it's an otherworldly adventure and will transport players to a world filled with beauty and dismay as they set upon a thrilling story-led action-packed adventure which can be twisted, tempestuous, and forbidding. It comes from Luminous Productions, an internal Square Enix studio that previously assisted with Final Fantasy XV. There wasn't a lot shown, but it had some awesome platforming, crazy-looking monsters, and the protagonist looked like she could control plants. I really liked what I saw. Stray looks like a game that takes place in a cyberpunk world populated exclusively by robots where you play as a cat. The trailer's description reads, Lost, alone, and separated from family, a stray cat must untangle an ancient mystery to escape a long-forgotten cyber city and find their way home. Housemark took the stage next, so to speak, which is an interesting studio that recently pretty publicly said it was going to change its focus. It previously focused on arcade, high-score chasing games like the PlayStation 4 launch title Rezogun, but its new game, Returnal, is a narrative game about being stranded on an alien planet and seemingly repeating the same day over and over. It looks creepy and weird, and it looks like it might still have some of that housemark arcade bullet hell flair. Sumo, a studio that has developed and assisted with all kinds of games like Crackdown 3, Forza, and Hitman, showcased Sackboy Adventure, which is a platformer starring Sackboy from Little Big Planet. It looks a lot like Super Mario 3D World, and it also looks super fun. Destruction All-Stars is a car combat game that plays out like a sport, and it also looks like you can get out of the car and run around on foot which is interesting, especially in the middle of a bunch of chaos going on around you. Q2 
Kina, or it might be Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, is a charming action game from Ember Lab, where you play as a young sorceress and have a collection of little creatures that follow you around, and it seems like they can help you progress and solve puzzles. It looks really cool, but it's one of those games that's hard to say too much about until you've actually had a chance to see the story and everything surrounding it. Goodbye Volcano High looks almost like an animated visual novel based on its trailer about a bunch of anthropomorphic dinosaurs trying to make it through high school. It looks cool. It has a a bit of a Night in the Woods vibe to it. Lauren Lanning made a cameo to showcase Oddworld Soulstorm. Lauren Lanning is the artist behind the original Oddworld series of games. Soulstorm isn't a newly announced game, but it was nice to see Lanning say a few things about it, see a bunch of gameplay, and we also learned that it's coming to PlayStation 5. It looks like a classic Oddworld game, which is a compliment. And let's take a quick break right here. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. All right, and we're back to it. Ghostwire Tokyo was announced at E3 2019, but we finally got to see what the gameplay looks like. And I was surprised to learn it's a first-person game with a lot of melee and seemingly magical attacks. Shinji Mikami presented the footage, and Mikami is perhaps best known for directing Resident Evil 4, so it is surprising to see him directing a first-person game, though the now-departed Akumi Nakamura was the game's creative director before she left, so maybe the core vision belonged to her and Mikami is just finishing what she started. It's unclear, but the game looks cool and weird. Jet, with two Ts, is the first game from developer Super Brothers since 2011's Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. It looks really cool and appears to be about exploring alien planets, but that's a lot of conjecture on my part. It's hard to say what the game will be, but the art looks fantastic. Godfall is another game we were aware of. It's being published by Gearbox. And we were even aware that it was coming to next-gen consoles already, but we got to see gameplay yesterday. It's a cool-looking, stylish action game. Solar Ash was honestly one of my favorite games shown during the show. It's the next game from Heart Machine, the studio behind Hyperlight Drifter, a game I absolutely adore. And while it had been announced previously, I was just 
excited to see more of the game. The soundtrack sounds similar to Hyperlight Drifter, which is awesome, and the setting looks wild. It looks like it could be a sequel to Hyperlight, or maybe take place in the same universe even. In any case, I was very excited to see it. I want to play it. Hitman 3 was shown next, which ended up being one of the biggest surprises of the show, not necessarily because a Hitman sequel was not expected, but more because I don't think it really occurred to anyone that the next Hitman would be shown during the PlayStation show. Developer IO Interactive is referring to it as, quote, the dramatic conclusion to the World of Assassination trilogy, which means... Whatever comes next for the Hitman franchise after this might change things up a bit. We'll see. Astro's Playroom looks like a sort of sequel to the fantastic VR game Astrobot Rescue Mission, but this one's not VR. It will be pre-installed on every PlayStation 5 and will feature a handful of levels, each apparently designed to highlight some new function of the PlayStation 5 and its DualSense controller. It looks adorable. NBA 2K21 was shown, and the sweat looked incredibly realistic. I really can't compliment that sweat enough. Bug Snacks was perhaps the most underwhelming game of the show, but mostly because it was unclear what exactly the game is. It's from the studio behind Octodad, and there are puppet-like creatures who eat food-like bugs, and then those characters turn into the food. It was weird. But that was followed up by one of the biggest bombshells with the reveal that Bluepoint, the studio that made the fantastic 2018 remake of Shadow of the Colossus that has been teasing its next project for some time, is remaking Demon's Souls. The game looks great, but the big news is that we can all stop trying to guess what Bluepoint is remaking and they can stop tweeting cryptic teases about what they might be remaking So that's good. Arcane showed a bunch of gameplay from Deathloop for the first time, which is a game about an assassin stuck in a time loop trying to kill a series of other assassins while being hunted, potentially by other players, maybe? It's a little fuzzy, but it looks really cool. It looks like you will have some of those Dishonored-type abilities, which makes sense considering it's from the same developer. Next up was Resident Evil 8. And just about all the rumors that have been discussed on the internet and on this very podcast appear to be true. It's subtitled Village. The V-I-L-L in Village is stylized to show a Roman numeral 8. It looks like you're playing as Ethan from Resident Evil 7 in the first-person perspective again. Chris was there, and he ruthlessly shot someone in the trailer like five times. There appear to be witches and werewolves. I think I saw a ninja. It looks awesome and it's releasing in 2021. One of the more ambiguous trailers from the whole presentation was Pragmata, which is coming from Capcom in 2022. It's hard to say exactly what the game is about from the trailer, but there is an astronaut on Earth walking around a ruined city, and there is a little girl who's not in a spacesuit. But then it looks like a simulation starts breaking apart, and then they're on the moon. It was really weird, but really enticing. Whatever it is, it is apparently planned for 2022. And then the show, in terms of games anyway, closed with Horizon 2 Forbidden West, which is, of course, a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, 
It was rumored that it was going to be shown, and it was exciting to both get a confirmation that a sequel is being worked on, and also to see the game in action. It looked awesome, just in terms of the art design with Aloy exploring all these new really colorful locales and swimming around underwater. There were scenes of her running alongside these impressive cliffsides and scary new bad guys with robot mammoths. It sounds like she will be trying to figure out how to prevent some kind of ambiguous disease that is running rampant across the world and destroying crops and wildlife. Kind of reminded me of the plot of Moana, weirdly. No release date was announced, nor was there much in terms of concrete gameplay or story details, but it looked great. And finally, Sony closed out the show with a big surprise and showed what the PlayStation 5 will look like. We still don't know how much it will cost, but we know what the hardware will look like as well as many of its accessories. We saw first-party charging docks for the controller, a nice first-party presumably wireless headset, and a camera. My initial reaction to the look of the system is kind of negative. It looks too futuristic. It's like a black strip encased in two white walls. Initially, it looked like it couldn't be placed on its side, but Sony later shared some assets that showed the system on its side, which is good. I want to put it on its side. A lot of people are saying it looks like a router, which I agree with. It totally does. Others say it looks like a popped collar, which is a very weird descriptor, but Yeah, when you look at it, it totally does. It looks like a popped collar. Sony also revealed, without sharing the price, that there will be two versions of the system, one with a disk drive and one without, which is interesting and representative of the inevitable future of video games. I am still a big fan of physical media, mainly because with a family that plays video games, it's nice to have the option to share games freely. Overall, it was a fantastic presentation. I said as much at the beginning here, but it really felt like a proper E3 showcase, which was awesome. It focused on the games. They all looked great. There were fun surprises and sequels. And even if my immediate reaction to the look of the console is a bit negative, it was awesome to see, and I can't wait to have one in my home. Hopefully, I can track one down later this year. Here's what released today. Warborn is out on Switch, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. It's a grid-based strategy game where players control a series of mechs. It looks like it has some Fire Emblem inspiration, but takes place in a science fiction universe. Today might be the last day I talk about Project Warlock. It's had this weird staggered release on all the platforms, and today it's out on Xbox One. Like I've said the handful of other times, I've mentioned it. It's a retro first-person shooter inspired by the original Doom. Also, worth a quick reminder, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix and Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue are both available on Game Pass. If you subscribe to that service today, those are some big gets for Game Pass. That's it for gaming news today, which is kind of a lie. There's a lot more stuff out there, but I've already gone past my normal time limit, so I'll have more stuff to talk about on Monday related to the PlayStation reveal event and stuff like that. I realize it was focused pretty much exclusively on the PlayStation 5 stream today, but it was a huge deal, and a lot of details came from it. On Monday, I think I will do a deeper dive into it, but it's worth noting that the Last of Us Part 2 review embargo lifted today, and it's getting stellar reviews. 
Andy McNamara, my old boss, reviewed the game for Game Informer and gave it a 10. And he's not the only one. There are a lot of 10s when you look at that game's Metacritic. It's currently at a 96 on the review aggregate website. I was able to get a copy from Sony by way of MinMax, and I started playing it. And though I'm not very far, I will say that I am very much enjoying it. It's stressful. It's great. I'm looking forward to playing more The Last of Us Part 2 this weekend. As you can probably imagine, I have dropped everything in favor of that game. Final Fantasy 13 has been paused. Borderlands on Switch has been paused. I am not stopping until I see credits for The Last of Us Part 2. If you want to hear my thoughts on the game, we plan on talking about it on Wednesday's episode of The MinMax Show. So make sure to listen to that. And I'm sure I'll offer some thoughts here as well. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me some tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to Kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Resident Evil Code Veronica X right now. And you can find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion, I will talk to you more about video games on Monday. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.